Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It is February 19th. We have a special episode today as the Red Cloud Research team recently released their Uranium Sector Report. Managing Director and Head of Equity Research David Talbot has the floor today as he delves into over 10 companies operating in the Uranium space and why investors should keep an eye on these developing players. So with that, Dave, over to you. Great. Well, thank you for that introduction. And welcome to Episode 63 of Red Cloud Securities Research Roundup Podcast. I'm David Talbot, Managing Director and Head of Research here at Red Cloud, and I'm pleased to join you today as part of an ongoing series of discussions with the Red Cloud Research Team. Red Cloud published the 30-page Uranium Sector Report last week. It included a price update, commentary, and a beta analysis that pointed investors towards the Uranium Developer Peer Group. We also provided top picks and a brief update on 34 uranium stocks, less about seven companies that are still restricted. We view a positive short and long-term outlook for the nuclear power and SMR industries, given proactive government policies, public acceptance, better economics, climate change impacts, and security of supply. This positive outlook resulted in additional uranium demand and higher prices over the last year and a bit. We saw an evolution of uranium price appreciation drivers in 2023 with consistent gains at first, and then prices gained more speed through September and the fourth quarter of last year, and ongoing price spikes are actually still continuing through 2024. We have been saying that uranium companies need incentives to develop new mines, accelerate development, and make new discoveries. And failing that, not all nuclear utilities will receive the uranium they need to keep their reactors in operation. Fortunately, we are starting to see the much-needed uranium price incentives leading to exploration and mining projects being taken off the shelf. New exploration companies are emerging, and equity investment into the uranium stocks continues at a torrid pace. Uranium prices rose 110% to $101 a pound since the beginning of last year. Supply demand early last year was partially driven by physical uranium purchases. And as I said, by Q3, uranium prices were driven largely by utility and later financial entity demand. While Q4 uranium price spikes were due to speculation surrounding positive government funding policies and added speculation surrounding a potential Russian uranium import ban. Q124 uranium price fluctuations appear somewhat more volatile, and this is in both directions, but at least they're biased to the upside on supply side disruptions. Red Cloud has increased its uranium price assumption and introduced both spot and term price forecasts. Our term price estimates feed into our DCF models. Over the past few years, similar spot and term prices did move in tandem. However, we again see the divergence of these prices as had occurred between 2007 and 2020. Investors have different reasons for buying. Producers are relatively safe. They should be creating cash flow now. Developers, all shapes and sizes, jurisdictions and time horizons. And we tell investors really to be more selective when it comes to the developers. And then there's the explorers. Now, some have resources and discoveries. Others are really grassroots and still seek discovery. But we'd argue that investors should really pick a basket of exploration stocks because you never know who's going to be that next big discovery. 
Now, our prior undifferentiated uranium price was 60 bucks a pound, and that forecast was really used within our DCF models and may now equate with our current long-term price assumption of $85 a pound. Similarly, this is used for input for our DCF models and helps us derive our price target. Given the recent divergence of spot prices and term prices in the uranium market, we introduce a long-term spot price assumption of $120 for 2024, $135 for 2025, $150 for 2026, and $175 in 2027. Now, we'd argue that current uranium prices are still just half of their previous highs when considering inflation. Now, the price update impacts our price targets to portions of our coverage list, and we suggest everybody take a look at our recent report that was put out last week. Now, given our higher uranium price assumptions, we make changes to our DCF models and targets for various non-restricted companies. While ratings are unchanged, target prices typically rose, and those were often more dramatic for firms with increased sensitivity to uranium prices due to higher cost profiles. We didn't make any changes to our EV per pound valuations for additional resource or mineral inventory estimates, but those are very specific to jurisdictions and deposits. Now, we compared the performance of producers, developers, explorers, Cameco, and the spot price since the beginning of last year. While the producers outperformed at first, even more so than the spot price, developers and explorers quickly caught up recently as investors were going down market. The sweet spot for exposure to rising uranium prices for developers is between 90 and 120 million market cap. So we did run a beta analysis on the uranium sector, and we saw that the essentially the companies that saw the most beta or the most lift to rising uranium prices are those developers. So if you need to invest more heavily in one of the peer groups than the others, we'd say take a look at more of the developers. That said, we still maintain that investors should target quality names. So let's discuss some of our top uranium stock picks. We do see a rising tide lifting all boats as uranium prices rise, but we are starting to see incentive for uranium companies to start dusting off the projects and even mine sites. But there are subtle differences in investment within the peer groups. We saw a lot of money going to the producers or large cap developers earlier in the uranium price run up. So I'd point to Cameco or NextGen Energy. You know, Cameco has a, almost a $25 billion market cap, whereas NextGen's at about $5.4 billion. But many generalists looking to enter the sector are going into these go-to names. Now, we don't cover Cameco, so it's not rated. NextGen, however, is a Red Cloud top pick. We recommend it with a buy and a 1480 share price target. We believe the NextGen's high-grade aero deposit in the southwest Athabasca is the best uranium deposit on the planet, period. NextGen is waiting for final federal approval, then it can raise its debt, maybe some equity, and build the mine. Other producers we like right now, Energy Fuels. We have a buy, $15 target price. So expect Energy Fuels to start up uranium production at two to three mine sites as we speak in the U.S. And I think before long, we'll see additional offtakes and a decision to restart the mill. That's the White Mesa Mill down in Utah. It's the only active uranium mill in the U.S. Plus, we should see new rare earth production from that mill as well. This was a top producer in the U.S. in the past. Midterm, it'll probably return to that status as well. Peninsula Energy, not rated, 
is a banking client of Red Cloud, and Peninsula just cashed up enough to get it into production. It will be finishing its ISR plant to allow it to go straight to expanded production of about 2 million pounds immediately. This could get Peninsula to become the largest uranium producer in the USA as quickly as late 2025. On the developer side, we like ISO Energy. We have a buy $8 target price there. This is a banking client of Red Cloud. And this newly merged company has over 800 million market cap, and it, it really fills a niche being a larger exploration and development company. It is advancing its Laroque East project in the Athabasca, where the 50 million pound hurricane deposit is the highest grade deposit on the planet. It is also moving two mines towards production in Utah. Global Atomic, we have a buy and a 710 target price for the stock. This is a banking client of Red Cloud. And if we had one top pick, this is probably it. It is building its large DASA project in Niger. Now, a coup in the country did slow things down a little bit mid last year, but it's business as usual for the company right now. And the U.S. government and the U.S. military is maintaining its presence in the country. We expect a large resource increase, likely pushing phase one alone towards 70 to 80 million pounds. And a new phase one feasibility study update should show considerable improvement in economics, at which point the company will likely go out, raise some debt as it wants to complete its processing plant. Mine construction is well underway right now, and we want to note, this mine worked at $35 a pound, so it looks great at over $100 a pound. Lotus Resources, we have a buy and an Aussie 75 cent target price here. This is a Red Cloud banking client, and we are awaiting the mine development agreement for its Kalkara mine restart in Malawi. We anticipate it to make four major improvements to the mine. Add a beneficiation circuit, connect to the grid, improve acid leach efficiency and recycling, and finally, improve tailings management. Just before prices really started to move, Lotus acquired ACAP's Botswana project. So now the company has about the third most uranium resources of any ASX listed stock out there. The final company out of the developers I wanna talk about is Aura Energy. We have a buy 65 cent Aussie target price on this one. With 60 million pounds and potential for 100 million pounds of shallow free digging uranium, we see this getting into production relatively quickly. We do believe Aura will go straight to fully expanded mine capacity of about 2 million pounds per year at an estimated capex of maybe just shy of $200 million. We await the feed study from the company detailing its updated plans as uranium prices continue to rise. The last group I wanted to talk to you about today is the Exploration Peer Group. So we'll start with F3 Uranium. We have a speculative buy here and 60 cent target price. This is a banking client of Red Cloud. This was the last big discovery made in the basin before Christmas 2022. You know, 10 years ago, there were no major discoveries in the southwest Athabasca. Now there are three big ones. And F3 is on the other side of the Clearwater domain from the Arrow and Triple R discoveries. So you never know who's going to make these discoveries. We, we do believe that F3's JR zone is already in the 15 to 20 million pound range, and that F3 will continue to make further discoveries further to the south along trend and along parallel structures. Sky Harbor Resources, we have a speculative buy and 65 cent target price on this stock, another Red Cloud banking client and an Athabasca Basin Explorer. Now this company is a project generator and has a great amount of partnership funding at several of its JVs. 
we see Sky Harbor advancing its Moore Lake project and its Russell Lake properties within the heart of the eastern trend of the Athabasca Basin. Exploration is certainly ramping up at both properties, and we expect a resource estimate coming from Moore Lake later this year. Can Alaska uranium? We have a speculative buy and no target price for this stock, another investment banking client of Red Clouds, and it also focuses on the Athabasca Basin as a project generator here. So as a project generator, lots of projects being funded by others again, but the company does have three recent discoveries on three of its projects, including the high-grade discovery at West MacArthur and a discovery at Moon Lake JV with Denison. So the final uranium company I want to speak to about today is Forum Energy Metals. The stock is not rated, we don't cover it, but it is another Red Cloud banking client. Forum is primarily focused on a project in the Thelon Basin of Nunavut. It's located about six kilometers west of the bulk of Arano's Kigavik projects. That is over 130 million pounds of 0.5% uranium resources, so high grade for outside of the Athabasca Basin. But Forum appears to have intersected high-grade and near-vertical mineralization that was really drilled incorrectly in the past before Forum had the property. So the company's now cashed up and ready to properly test the trend. So that's it for this week. Thank you again for joining us. And if you do want to see this report, you can log into redcloudresearch.com. And a reminder, we have our pre-PDAC conference approaching. It's coming up February 29th and March 1st. We expect close to 100 speakers over this two-day event. It is live, and that includes about 28 uranium companies. So I will sit down with a conversation with two big uranium funds as well. Guy Keller of Tribeca and Mike Alkin of Satcham Cove will be joining me. So have a great day, everyone, and thank you for joining Red Cloud Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com to access our research portal, to read full disclosures, and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode, and see you next time.